Hi, this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Dion, Kenny, and Adam for a new episode of Wusha Weekend. It's been a long time, so, you know, uh, me and Dion had a podcast, you know, like, what was it, Dion, like a month ago or two months ago? Two months ago. Two months. And we finally got everybody back together, and um, and so we wanted to do an episode on uh, a, a, a Nee Kwong movie because he passed away recently, and... Dion had suggested the four riders, which I hadn't seen, and I don't think Adam or Kenny had seen. I could be wrong. Um, New to me. Okay, so that that seemed like a good choice. And you know, again, this is a movie directed by Cheng Che. It came out in 1972. Um, the description from Celestial Pictures is this prime example of director co-writer Cheng Che's mastery takes place right after the Korean War as a kung fu master, combat instructor, explosives expert. And missile specialists heroically represent the Book of Revelations for writers against murder, corruption, jealousy, and greed. Um, so I know that some people had some issues with that description, but that's, you know, I, 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 that prepares your mind for the story, I think, right? Would you guys say? Yeah. Or, yep. Um, and so I don't know. What uh, what did you guys think of the storyline? What were your, your thoughts on it? I just thought it was very it, things escalated very quickly. It felt like, <laughs> it, uh, yeah, I enjoyed the movie. So the movie itself was was great. I'd, I'd say I'd give it a, a four out of five. Um, it, it's just that some parts of it, sent, you know, it, it it really did sort of snowball. I think it started from like very innocuous, like oh, bumping into some thugs in the street, like beating up um, a soldier kind of thing, and then suddenly, you know, you've got like. Yeah, at the end of the movie, you have like mass brawls between like what looks like fifty to sixty people, <laughs> some of which have guns, like rifles of infinite ammo, and yeah, it was there was a lot going on like that you wouldn't expect from like just the the sort of the beginning of the movie, um, and I, yeah, the description says that you know there's like an explosives expert and a and a missile soldier or whatever it was right but there wasn't much of that in 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 the actual movie itself um and as for the sort of the the, the four horsemen aspect i can see sort of what they were trying to do with that but at the same time and i think we'll go into more detail about this later but it definitely it, it it felt a little bit sort of uh ham-fisted into me um but yeah that uh, but i enjoyed the movie i thought it was good it was enjoyable and uh yeah Anyone else, or does everybody agree? I, Kenny, I mean, the, it started off really slow and quiet, and then out of nowhere, it's like mayhem breaks out. And I agree with the description, what Kenny said about the description. They don't identify themselves in the movie as any of the, well, two of them, I think, said that they were com combat instructors, but the other two never identified what their jobs were in the army. So it's kind of like, well, where'd they get that information from? And I didn't think the Four Horsemen was kind of forced, didn't kind of like happen organically, and it it's a stretch. But I liked the movie. I thought it was a good movie. It's realistic and down to earth, and it's just a really good story. Yeah. Adam, how about you? I, I feel bad that like every time, you know, David Chang and T. Long go to any foreign country, whether <laughs> it's like Thailand or Japan or Korea, they, they always get into trouble with gangsters. It's like, can't gangsters just <laughs> leave them alone? It's, it's true. Like, That's true. Yeah, but, no, I, um, I enjoyed the movie. It's uh, it's just solid Chang Che. It's like I, I haven't done this podcast in a very long time. And it's like, oh, we're doing a Chang Che movie again. All right, I'll come back. No problem. But, yeah, uh, it's very just it's just a very solid Chang Che movie, in my opinion. Yeah, this this kind of has like the no BS Chang Che sort of approach, I would say. It's yeah. not like like I think I, I but I get what Dion and Kenny were saying about the four horsemen, because it's like, oh, yeah, like to, to borrow like terminology from horror movies. There's like Chang Che and elevated Chang Che movies. And this doesn't quite reach the elevated level because no. the four horsemen aren't integrated as thematically in like like it, it almost raises your the scene where he's reading from the bible 
and and he's talking it's like oh he's 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 actually talking about the, like there's a biblical passage being discussed in the movie and so it's important <laughs> and then you, you think that it's going to be like more operatic in how it handles that aspect of it like they're going to all like and and it laid the groundwork like they both had really good reasons for wanting revenge and so i was like ooh the two of them are going to like they're all going to get together and they're going to find some motorcycles to, so they'll be riders and then they're going to ride in and they're going to, there's going to be this big dramatic like fight between them and the gangsters. And they're going to be the four horsemen of the apocalypse and it'll make total sense. And it just didn't, it didn't fully gel. Like there was still kind of this big revenge thing, but they were also kind of just trying to run away and they yeah. weren't really going for revenge. And it was sort of revenge by, so it was still entertaining and fun. But it wasn't like it wasn't as glorious of a catharsis as it could have been at the end if that had yeah, been. Yeah, I I'd say you know it's like basically this this is a movie I'd recommend to Chang Che fans, but it's not a movie I'd go if I, if someone had never seen a movie of his and I'm like oh watch this movie to, to understand why I like this guy a lot. It's like this wouldn't be the yeah. one I pick. And I think I think the other, but there are other elements like the um. So, so number one, I was thrown off by the very, like, I know, Dion, you mentioned the opening shot. And so I, I just want to clarify, I'm not talking about that. That's a different thing. But the opening sequence when he quits from uh, being a soldier and just uh -huh. goes off, th that sort of threw me off because at first it, it was almost a little bit goofy. And so I thought, oh, we're going to get like a different tone. Yeah, I, I, gr I agree. Yeah. It felt, it did feel very comedic early on. And so I was like, oh, maybe like a MASH type mm -hmm. <laughs> situation. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, 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 but then, you know, you got sort of the more, for lack, like, I don't know, like more of the traditional Cheng Che style music selection to it you know, <laughs> with, the, with the trumpets. And and, yeah. and I was like, OK, I'm in a Cheng Che movie that's in firm Cheng Che territory. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the characters. I just I think I agree with you guys, though, that there were just certain elements that could have been more cohesive and. Mm -hmm. some of the things and again that's what's on the box so we can't hold it to that but the promise in the movie was the four horsemen and i i was sort of like okay there, there's four of them <laughs> but <laughs> you know um so so yeah I, I i get what you're saying there um and i liked i liked the way that you know again this is sort of a chang Chi movie where it's about the men but i did i i liked some of the like the the evil woman with the darts you know i like mm -hmm. that character that was mm -hmm. that was a particularly vicious character that i was afraid of during yeah. the movie and it turned out with just justifiable reason yeah. um so i don't know what uh what were some of the uh some of the other aspects of the film that you guys enjoyed Speaking of the darts, lady, uh, that was an unexpected um, topless scene. There, it's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what purpose that served because it, it sounds like from like sort of further dialogue that um, that uh, what was uh, David Chang's character's name again? Um, Chin Yi ran away from from any sort of uh, intimacy <laughs> immediately afterwards. Anyway, so there was literally no point in her like stepping on him with her tights and then like taking off her clothes that was yeah <laughs> i think i very... think that was i think that was getting bums in seats is what that was about you know was that uh, in the trailer do you reckon yeah they cut off just before the <laughs> final button possibly. popped off <laughs> i'd be curious if it was uh, but yeah I, well i think maybe you could say it was there to help establish something about his character and her character at the same time she's sort of supposed to be like this you know this uh, more nefarious character, um, you know, and he's even though he's spending all of his time effect. I mean, basically in a brothel, it's like a strip bar, but it seems like it's pretty much a brothel. And, uh, you know, he he's underneath it all. He's a virtuous character. You know, he's... that's another thing, actually. So a lot of the, I, I found that a lot of the sort of scenes in the in the club difficult to watch in the sense that he's lying there stone-faced um with a thousand yards there maybe like I, at first i thought maybe this is like a representation of you know of, of his ptsd or whatever mm -hmm. as he sat there with um with uh was it when is that her name um oh that was um who was it that was uh when played by yeah Lily. With, with, with uh yeah uh with lily's character sort of 
kissing him as he has no reaction and then taking money from his pocket. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I haven't been to a club, but I don't feel like that's how they work. But, you know, like, maybe things were different back in the 70s. Well, I think I think the reason she's taking money from his pocket is because it's probably supposed to work a different way. But he's just so catatonic that she's just taking, you know what I mean? And, and it yeah. turns out that she doesn't even keep the money. She gives it back to him later. So, um, but I don't know. I think that was supposed to, I mean, I don't think they would have used that terminology, but I think that was supposed to be his PTSD because he was definitely out to lunch in those scenes wouldn't you say like he yeah oh, definitely yeah, yeah. he yeah. was out to lunch but but yeah um, it is, there is real tonal whiplash at the beginning of this movie because you get that real contemplative kind of snowy kind of stuff going on during the opening credits and then boom you go into that comedy scene at the army base and then boom suddenly we're kind of watching this guy wallow in ptsd in a in a brothel so it's uh it's it's kind of a strange beginning to this movie before it kind of settles into well, tone. Well, that so I want to get back to what, what Dion was saying, but but yeah. I also want to connect to uh, something Kenny said, which is I it does it escalates quickly, like both of you said, but also it takes its time, kind of laying the pieces down. So it felt weird because it was like it mm -hmm. did escalate really quickly, but it also was like a slow burn at the beginning, mm -hmm. um, which yeah, I kind of like. A, the slow burn I enjoyed because it introduced each of the characters and it introduced mm -hmm. each of their personalities um, mm -hmm. the fourth which the fourth one that's kind of not as big of a star as Chen Quan Tai and David Chiang and T Lung we don't really get to know that much about him but the other three we can get to see their personalities and what kind of people they are from the scenes that that bring us their that they have by themselves like with chen kuan tai in the hospital we get that he's in love with this nurse and you know um with david chang he's canatonic from ptsd and um t long just seems to be not really. He's like, he's like the loose the cannon. Is he like the loose cannon guy? He's like the rebel. Yeah. Like I quit and I steal a jeep and I sell it for twenty bucks and, you know. Yeah, he's he's definitely a bit off. And uh, I guess he's like the Hawkeye character in the group if we're assigning yeah. Nash. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say that. But yeah, but I I do think that was meant to be PTSD. I, I get what you're saying though, Kenny, because it was. Um, it was sort of weird because you're like, say something. I want you to say something. Like you're just sitting there, and you know, but it's part of the character. And they even comment on it. I think the the, the bad guy, what was his name, Mister, um, uh, the number two at the nightclub. Do you guys remember his name? Nope. Oh, uh, Leitai. Yeah, Leitai. Yeah, Leitai said he's still fighting the war. So that's like a, you know, like a theme. And I. And 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 you mentioned the Chen Quan Tai character. I kind of liked his whole setup where he's listening to really sad classical music <laughs> and the nurse comes in and he's got a thing going on with her and she comments on it and then he like she shows her this passage from Revelations. <laughs> and it's, it's, like, that's, the, that's the same move I always use. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't it, work at him. It does, yeah, every time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you about the four horsemen of the apocalypse. That's, uh, uh, but I, that I like point, that intro. I like that intro to his character. It, it, that's it, it's sort of, at that point, when he's reading from from the Bible, I was trying to figure out which of the four characters was going to correspond to which of the 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 four horsemen. But then I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, that that was definitely. I think there there were clips though of them showing people as the horsemen. Didn't that show the actors or? Was it just a generic? It was hard to see who was, yeah, who was playing what. They had, they, yeah, I think it was the four actors and in more sort of um, uh, medieval-ish uh, ancient armor and stuff. To yeah, I believe they were four. Well, wait, white guys. We could have we could have gone by their clothing because David Chang at the end wears a red jacket, right? Oh. Right. And I'll bet you, I'll bet you, I'll bet you that that might actually be uh keyed to the clothes. I could be wrong because I don't remember. I should have been honestly that's like I one of the, the main things I should have been looking for. But 
I'd, I'd be curious if if, uh, if anybody pulls up an image of the movie, if there is an indication of like white, red, black, and what pale. The, pa- pale, what's, pale. the pale horse is is that is that gray or is that like a blonde horse, a pale horse? I think it's supposed to be um, like gray. Um, in paintings that I've seen, sometimes it's represented as a skeletal horse mm. because death sits upon it. Okay. So. But any 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 of those colorations, I think, is maybe what we should have been looking for. Um, but. So are we? Uh, so I'm just looking again at 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 the actual sort of the four horsemen and trying to tie it in. So do we think Chen Quan Tai's character is supposed to represent? Uh, I was gonna say, actually no, maybe maybe. Um, maybe Wang Cheng's character is supposed to be sort of famine because he was like is coming from like a poor looking village and he was like, oh we need lots of money to have fun in Seoul and that kind of stuff. Um who would you put as conquest war and death then? I Chen Quan Tai is as death just because he was the one who was already in hospital and hospitals uh, military hospitals I guess also do tend to carry like a the the connotations of death around it. And I don't know who between uh um, war and conquest. I don't know what the difference between war and conquest. I I I know the difference, but I don't know how I'd like divide it between T Lung and David Chang. To be honest, I would probably put um David Chang as war only because he was still fighting the war. Yeah, and he seems to be in a battle in his mind with the PTSD, and I guess I would that would leave T Lung as conquest. And I only see that only because at the beginning of the movie he quits the army and that's like conquering something. I don't know. That's just my thought. Well, I guess maybe that's right because Tilong might have conquered his traumas of the war, whereas David Chang is still sort of stuck in it, right? Right. So once overcome, like I, I, I was thinking sort of like there, there were sort of allusions to. Yeah, this is different representations of the actual outcomes of, of war. I don't know why Wang Chung is so sort of naive feeling and sort of like, I, I don't think he's supposed to be a fresh soldier or anything, because I, I think everybody here, the war is over, so they've all you know fought in the war and they've survived that. But I don't know why Wang Chung has kept his sort of naive sort of childlike behavior. Um, T Lang seems to have like broadened his mind after the aftermath of the war. Cheng Kuantai was injured and like bedridden, and David Chang is still stuck in the war, kind of like the different stages of like how people deal with the war. Yeah. Right? Well, so. Also, it, lists, it says, uh, yeah, I, I'm trying well, to find. It could also oh, be a matter of what they were doing during the war, too, because I don't think they were together during the war. If I recall, they just kind of met during that first scene where they're together. Well, no. So they want to. No. David Chang and. Um... T. Lung were actually friends and worked together as the Kung Fu uh, combat instructors. Okay. And then uh, Chen Quan Tai was, uh, what's his name? The fourth one. I always forget his name. Um, Was always, was his colonel or he was was above him. Okay. In pairs, they were together, but they all met in this one town in Seoul. Gotcha. So the the other thing too is conquest is sometimes associated with Jesus, and so any character that right. might have been like a Jesus figure could have been more likely to be the white horse. And um, sometimes it's also pestilence and the Antichrist. Yeah, yeah. That's so so I guess they don't even open it up to one of the bad guys. I don't know, but uh, um, I don't know. I feel I feel like to really properly assess that element of it, I need to see the movie again because I really think I missed some of the color scheming that would have been important. Once I realized, oh, he put on a red jacket at the end, that suddenly clicked it into place a little bit more for me. But if all the other pieces clicked into place or not, I'm not sure because I I would need to rewatch. Um, I felt like they were always like wearing the uniforms. green army uniform throughout they, most of the movie, except at the very they, end when he put on the red jacket, right? But that's what I'm talking about. I'm wondering yeah. if, if like, you know, maybe one of them took off the green thing and there's a white Wait, shirt. Were there t-shirts or a different yeah. color well, or something? Yeah. Um, I, I'm watching the end now because I have it playing in the background. Okay. But 
T-Lung has actually uh, a beige shirt under his uniform. So that's pale. That's pale, right? With or Yeah, or beige is kind of a white. It's an off-white. Okay. Um, oh, nope, that's a lie, because all the other three have the same <laughs> okay. beige right. well, under their clothes. Oh, no, but, but the ending scene is after they stole the, the GI's uniforms, right? So they should all be wearing the same thing at that point. Right. Because so right maybe... now they're fighting in the gym towards yeah. the very end. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll maybe we'll, res- we'll uh, if, if one of us gets a chance to rewatch it, we can, we can bring news of, uh, of, of, <laughs> of how well it keys to the four horsemen. Um, what about some of the other characters in the movie? Um, so, I mean, we obviously have the four main characters, but what did you guys think of the villain? The, 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 um, What's his name? Mr. Hawks. So played, I think his name was Andre Marquis is the name of the actor. Like, oh, yeah. I, <laughs> who's apparently this is his one movie. This is his one big role that he's listed on in a Hong Kong movie database. Um, but, uh, I mean, typical white villain, I guess. <laughs> he, you know, he doesn't really stand out no. to me. He's just making decisions behind the scenes that... Yeah affect everybody but it's not like he's i wouldn't want to say that important because it's his whole operation but he doesn't do anything is what yeah. i'd say like he, he's there making take him like, out it would still be yeah. this well, he's, he's a basically they're blaming everyone for making wrong decisions all the time and messing yeah. this up but he never really does much himself <laughs> it, it, it might have been one of those things where they just needed a western actor and there was a small pool to choose from and so they yeah, weren't able probably. you know um which i mean it was an interesting choice like okay we're gonna have a, you know because it's a it's a, a a drug route that goes to america using like american gis who are discharged or whatever so makes sense okay we're gonna have like a character who's american or european or something but i i i i could have used a more uh, a more compelling person in the role i felt like like he didn't fill out the robe he had this bathrobe on and i really got sick of looking at his knees do you know what I mean? it was just very, it was, it was, didn't you like his massage scene though i mean that was pretty good i mean but, but i mean yeah but he wasn't doing anything in that scene. He was, you know, that was just sort of yeah. illustrating the power he had over everybody else oh, um, uh, but but i found the um the number two and the the dart lady to be much more compelling yeah. oh yeah definitely it's uh so, but and what so this is it just a question about the sort of the setting this is set there is this after the korean war yeah, yeah. yeah. 19, 1953 which is when it was set so 1953 okay yeah it's an interesting premise which is like you know the after the war you know is now the time for them to like really like you know build the foundation of a solid criminal drug enterprise that it yeah. made sense you know um yeah. and i like that you know, it explained why all these characters were there. It explained, you know, the system they were using to transport the drugs and everything. Um, yeah, well, it's interesting because it, it gives you a lot of detail on that stuff to an extent compared to it, it being a run-in with gangsters. They really didn't need to go any, into any detail about yeah. what the gangsters yeah. were up to at all. So it was kind of interesting giving that whole backstory. I mean, you could have set this anywhere at any time as far as the central plot goes. But I... I Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I don't know if that has any sort of basis in history. Like, was was there a history of like soldiers being used to um, smuggle illicit substances across borders and stuff? There was in the Vietnam War, which of course was going on at the time this movie was made. So, I mean, it could even be them just bar doing the thing Mash did of taking yeah. a, a Vietnam plot and back, you know, putting it back in the Korean War. When, when I was a kid, I thought Mash was set in Vietnam because, so of, you know, yeah, so, yeah. Um, so yeah, so uh, but I I liked how I also liked how they built this world that the characters lived in in Seoul. Like I didn't feel like they were they weren't giving me Seoul. They were giving me some kind of underworld that exists in Seoul that these characters are all participating mm-hmm. in. That sort of connects the 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 hospital with the soldiers with the with the the CD club, and it and it kind of it kind of ties in like that. Like if you you know you grow up hearing stories about what wars were like from relatives that were in wars. And it seems like that's kind of the social life that was prevalent mm-hmm. for a lot of soldiers. So 
Um, so it just was a believable setting. And, uh, and I don't know, I, I like, I thought the nightclub served as, I mean, there were a number of places. There was a hospital, there were her, her, her house, but I thought the nightclub was a nice center to, to a lot of the story. It, it worked for me. There's one particular scene actually that sticks out um, just as a backdrop thing. I think it's after um, T Lung's character and Wan Chung separate for the first time, um, and and, they, and I think T Lung's walking down the street and people look like they're trying to scramble to stay out of his way and like be not be on yeah. camera. I, was, I wasn't sure if it was like a, one of those things where they didn't, hadn't like cleared out the street for for filming kind of thing and they were just like <laughs> trying to film well, this scene as people were living their day to day lives. In that no, that, that's an interesting scene because like um, I had that same thought too, and I and it was important because I was like, wait, are they stepping out of the way because he's a soldier in uniform, or are they stepping out of the way because there's a camera crew and they don't want to get in 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 the middle of the movie and so i wasn't sure which it was and it it, it kind of made it you know it's minor point but it did make a difference in terms of what i thought the intent was of the guy stepping aside um so i don't know i have no idea um uh, i did i did like that this was a movie that i think benefited from having a large number of outdoor shots though and yeah setting things outdoors and not relying quite i mean there were some sets but not as many and I felt that that added to the movie's uh, believability just because of the kind of film it was. But, uh, yeah, so I don't know. What did you guys think of the action in this movie? I liked the action, especially the big brawls that would break out between uh, the bad guys and our four riders. I mean, and they didn't just happen in one place. They happened in several places. Which was, I really liked, I guess, the one in the gym where they're jumping on trampolines and over the gym equipment and stuff. Yeah, I, I, I like it. It reminded me, what's the um, Lao Kar Lung movie where there's a fight in a gymnasium? Do you know which one I'm talking about? Was that, um, uh, oh God, the, 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 the quasi sequel to My Young Auntie? Was it that yeah, movie? Yeah, I, I know oh. the one you're talking about. Yeah, I know the one you're talking yeah. about too. And so uh, it reminded me a little bit of that sequence. Um, but I loved I loved him like hefting the barbell and attacking people with it. Uh-huh. And, and I liked uh, I liked how I had all these questions like the woman pulls out a gun and she doesn't fire it. And it creates yeah. this tension because you're like, wait, somebody's got a gun. And there's a lot of little scenes like that where you see a gun on the ground and you're just waiting for somebody to pick it up or not pick it up. And I, I like that they messed around with that. And I also I also it. it it took me a while to figure out why she wasn't firing the gun or why there was this hesitation to start shooting in the scene. Um, and, but, but I don't know. I just, I just, uh, I, I, I thought, and I liked how they, like you guys were saying, they, these waves of men, just like, it was just like a ridiculous number of people to the, like where they get surrounded and it's like, well, not even they can <laughs> handle this number of men. Um, the uh, the movie you were thinking of, Lady is the Boss. That's thank you. Yes, thank that's you. it. I actually, I actually really like these uh, cinematography, I guess, in, in the gym scene as well. Because normally when you have brawls like that, if it's not directed well, you're just going to see like people... The, the mooks like dancing around in the background yeah um like waiting for their turn to jump in for the action right um but in this case because they split up the protagonist into three sort three sort of different areas they could use the camera movements to give a more dynamic feel to the whole fight scene so it feels like rather than like people sort of waiting dancing around going in one at a time it felt more organic in the way that um the fights developed and they could sort of change focus to um to sort of give a breather, I guess, for for one part of of, of the of, of the crew, and then um, and and and, yeah, and it just avoids the whole um, yeah. I don't know. Is, is is there a word for that when you just see people in the the extras in the background, like yeah, shuffling and some of them tripping over themselves and not really doing much? <laughs> I I haven't heard a word, but there should be because you see that a lot, especially in movies with a large number of combatants where people are maybe milling about in the background and waiting for their turn um you see it also just like in when people like when people show up at like an inn and there's people hanging out and not everybody is 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 committed to the role of being an extra you know um so but yeah there must be a there's got to be a term for that um uh 
Another thing I liked about the movie too was kind of related to what you said about the the scene where the guy steps out of the way was how a lot of the music we were hearing was also music characters were hearing in the movie itself. Do you know what I mean? Like that, like especially in the hospital sequences. And I don't know why, but I just liked that. I liked that there was like this in setting explanation for the music and that it sounded a little bit different, but it was also still providing like a certain level of atmosphere. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, uh, yeah. So, you know, onto the filmmaking, um, Wait, can we go back oh, to the fights? Because I'm yeah, going to okay. say something. Yeah, of course. Um, but one thing I liked about this movie with the fighting was it focused on more on hand-to-hand combat and not so much on gunplay. I really like hand-to-hand combat more than I like gunplay. Mm-hmm. So when this is a more modern type film, so when they do more modern type films, they usually rely heavily on guns. And not hand to hand, and I just appreciate that that it was more hand to hand, and that the guns weren't used very often. I prefer that. Yeah, they did a good. I, I thought it was a good choice to make guns interesting, difficult to get, which becomes a plot point in the movie. So that, that was actually a nice twist. I really kind of like that twist of him trying to buy the gun, and he ends up <laughs> ending up in that situation where the when he gets the gun from, I was like, oh, if you go kill your your friend, <laughs> it was a it was a nice kind of twist there. Yeah, they they did build that in. I also liked how, um, again, like when the woman took out the gun and was about to fire it and didn't, and Uh you're like, oh, maybe she's withholding fire because they don't want to attract the attention of the military or something. Yeah. So there are these these good explanations for why people would be be reluctant to 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 just constantly be shooting. But then once the guns are brought into the fight, (laughs) they become this menacing thing, and so it was very interesting because you had. Like Dion was saying, you have all this hand-to-hand stuff, but they still made good use of the guns, and the guns served a important function in keeping that fight interesting and raising up that sense of, you know, like, oh no, like <laughs> peril for the heroes. So yeah, when everyone's firing guns through a whole movie, you kind of become it's like, yeah, well, there no no one gets hit. That's fine. No one important's going to get hit. You kind of stop worrying about it. But uh... was that supposed to be a shotgun or a rifle that the uh, the dark lady uh... was using? <laughs> I think it was the rifle because it was the sniper thing. It was, but then, like, the way um, Chen Quan Tai was using it made it look like a shotgun. (laughs) Yeah, and I don't know that much about guns, so I tend to not weigh in on it if if I don't know. But I I kind of chalked that up to him being injured because he had been shot. And so I thought, oh, maybe maybe his arms are just funky and he's got he just can't he can't you know hold it normal for whatever reason i don't know um, and then there's the whole like if, if it, it looked a little bit like a double barrel shotgun but he fired like a dozen or more shots from it <laughs> yeah those those guns were also shooting an awful lot too i think um you know i don't think i don't think this is a movie where they're keeping track of ammo when they you know um, i do wonder maybe is it because the the i guess the director is not very familiar with with how with directing sort of gun scenes and they were just going for the um cool you know pew pew impact of of using guns and the leaf and then the fallacy of like you know one of being shot by a gun is like very bad for you kind of thing and just glossing over the the actual um stuff like yeah recoil and bullet count i i just chalked it up to that not being a priority of the film mm-hmm. you know that's mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, you could be right. It could be. I, uh, I, I don't really know what the answer is to that. Um, yeah, I guess we never really count the arrows and the quivers either. If it were like, yeah, <laughs> just pure sort of martial arts Wu style movie, right? We, we just sort of assume that they've got enough arrows to keep shooting, and then they like fire off like eight arrows in one handful at a time, like multiple times. Or yeah, it's like it's like when they want it to be relevant, it could be relevant. And some movies will, rely, you know, like 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 obviously Dirty Harry, that's an important idea in the scene where you know you know how many shots you fired matters um but here i just think it's just you know it, it, it was just kind of like a, um it, it just didn't seem as important um and i thought that the guns the guns especially the handguns had a slightly more frivolous feel to them in a way do you know what i mean like they were um i i don't think they were aiming for like realism with those guns do you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh, a very typical guns in in sort of Chinese media is how I would describe them. 
I mean, I think I think it's also it's also like, you know, um, I think more of like a an exciting action movie. It's not it's not like like it's not like um, like, like I guys, it's not like a movie like um, you know from the eighties or something where you get a different type of gunfire in these films, you know. Um, but I think the thing I noticed about them was. I thought they were fine, but they when they when they fired, there was like a sparkle from the Jimmy. There was like a spark that looked kind of oh. odd on camera. Yeah, um, and that and also the when they get hit as well. Sometimes I think like I I, I think I remember when uh, when the people that shot the nurse were running away got shot. Um, I think I there was like there was some sparkles from where where the uh, the, the the extras got hit. I don't know if that was like a mini explosion to show that they got hit there or whatever, the blood bags exploding or whatever, but there was some sparkles as okay. well. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe it was like an artistic choice, like you wanted that visual, but I just I just thought it looked, it kind of looked, it made them look more like fake guns was the effect for me. Um, but I still think they added a sense of peril. Um, so yeah, so about the, uh, the filmmaking and the cinematography, um, Dion, I know you said the opening scene was one that you thought was really impactful. Yeah, the opening scene really struck me because when it opened, the movie opens up and they show the credits, they're panning around what seems to be this desolate area and it's completely blanketed in snow mm. and there's no noise at all i think and there's no music or anything and then think the first sound that we actually hear is it's already switched over to springtime and they're on the base and the jeep comes in mm. but it was just so silent that the silence was deafening in the snow and you do see like four dots moving in one shot and then they focus on this one flower with red blooms on it. Mm. And that was just like, huh, that's just odd because in winter usually nothing blooms, but yeah. there's this vibrant red flower with a yellow middle that's sticking out in all the white snow. And that just really struck me. And then when you come back to the end of the movie, you see the four dots again moving, so I'm assuming it's the four riders. Yeah. And and it's in black and white, too, at the end, right? Yeah, and it's the snow again. Yeah. So I, it just, like, it kind of went full circle. I found that closing scene very curious, because I was like, well, what does that mean? Because, mm -hmm. I mean, it's black and white is a choice that matters, you know what I mean? And I didn't think it was a flashback, but it, a lot of times, you know, he uses black and white as flashbacks, so... Um, was it black and white, or is there just not a lot of color? It could have been that there was just not a lot of color. You might have just been very yeah. That's good. what I, it was just not a lot of color, like at the beginning. And to me, it symbolized that the four riders had ridden off. Their work here is complete. Yeah, I <laughs> kind of thought of Pale Rider when I saw that. It kind of reminded me of the Pale Rider movie. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I. I, I didn't know it. I really was like, oh, I, I like I felt like I missed something like, oh, something like I need to go back and watch this and and see if there's like a bigger meaning going on here. But I did find that very striking and very curious, that final shot. Um, and I, you know, I, and overall, I, I, again, it's not like a it's not like a Chang Che movie in the style of One Armed Swordsman where you have these very composed set sort of piece you know because it's filmed outside mm -hmm. uh but i i, I like the way that it was filmed that i liked uh, uh i don't know there, there was a sense of um of of realness to a lot of it that i liked um and i liked how it built that world i liked like when you went to the bar you felt like you were in that bar when you went to the hospital you felt like you were in the hospital that kind of thing um so yeah is there anything we haven't covered before we get on to our closing thoughts I know we're shaking off some ring rust here, so, you know. Uh, <laughs> I can't think of anything else. All right. So uh, who wants to go first? For, and again, we're doing the five-star system now. So 
in terms, you know, in terms of ratings, um, uh, you know. Uh, uh, oh, we didn't talk about the Iron Triangle. Oh, 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 yeah. Okay, so before we do that, is this an Iron Triangle movie? I would have to say, in my opinion, the Iron Triangle is only the Iron Triangle if it's Cheng Che, T Lung, and David Cheng involved hmm. as the three corners. But this movie has an ensemble as its star. So I would say to me, it's not an Iron Triangle movie because at this time, Chen Quan Tai is a big star also. Um, so he would make it, I don't know, a diamond. So it wouldn't be a triangle. Okay. Because it, I, I mean, I tend to agree. yeah, I tend they to agree. would all, in my book, receive equal billing at that time. So yeah. yeah. And they yeah. and, and even even though they were like friends, they didn't have the closeness. I mean, mm -hmm. they were friends in this movie, but they didn't have the closeness that they like. They, just, they didn't they didn't achieve buddy status in this movie. Yeah, it, right. It, it, like like there was a backstory that they're supposed to be buddies, but it just didn't. It it wasn't on screen the way it is in some of their other movies. Um, yeah. So maybe they were just preoccupied with other concerns, you know, like their their dead girlfriends and you know, <laughs> things like that. But um, but yeah, so I guess I'll I'll do the closing thought first, I guess, because it's you know uh, uh, we haven't done this in a while. Um, so I don't know. I would I would give it. Um, I guess for me, like, an, again, this this would definitely possibly change on rewatches and stuff, like, because there's a lot of things where it's like, oh, if there's more consistency with the Four Horsemen stuff, that might change things. Um, I might notice things. I didn't see this because this was my first time seeing the film. I thought it was a solid Chang Chi movie. I would give it a three star just to be. I want to. I, I I need more room for a four star. Do you know what I mean? Like this is a perfectly good movie. I enjoyed it, um, but there there are movies that I would want to be able to give to a, a four two that he's made and that I'd want to be able to give a five two. And I feel like this doesn't quite rise to the level of the four star movies from Chang Chi for me. So. Um, you know, personally, a three star, and I would definitely say, like Adam said, if you're a fan of Chang Che films, you know, definitely take a take a look. Um, if you just if you want to see, you know, some of the, you know, things that we were talking about, like just in terms of the fight sequences and that sort of stuff, it might be interesting to watch. Um, but there are probably movies I would put higher up on the list of you got to see this Chang Che film. This is this is one I'm glad I saw it. But it didn't need to be like the first Chang Che movie that I ever saw. I, I you know, I, I'm glad that it was like the One Armed Swordsman, you know, rather than, you know, this movie, say or something. Um, so yeah. So uh, Dion, how about you? Um, I would also give it a three out of four, only a three out of five, because well, the connection between the Four Horsemen isn't necessarily strong. I mean, you could have taken the reading of that passage out and the movie still would have been good to me. So um, I kind of don't know why that was thrown in there. I would need some more of a connection between the four riders and the four horsemen to understand why it was in there. Um, yeah, it did make me cry. So it couldn't be a five. Okay. And I, I enjoyed the hand-to-hand -hand combat. combat and I just it's an overall good storyline and it was shot very well. So I'd give it a three. I couldn't give it a four because it didn't evoke strong emotion. Yeah, it was just a good film to watch. And this is my third time watching it, but I really like it. Yeah, I think I think a three is fair because yeah, it does have a lot of missed opportunities, things in the movie that just didn't quite land. But it's still it's still a solid movie anyway. I think in the beginning, I said that I was looking at this as like a four out of five, but that's, I think that's most likely due to the fact that I haven't seen any of these Shaw Brothers movies for <laughs> a, a good while. And it's okay. like sort of the first Chenche, yeah, also the first Chenche movie in a, in a long while, right? So, um, and adding on to the fact that I literally finished the movie like 15 minutes before the call started. So I think I was sort of riding the high of like, oh yeah, that, that, was, that was pretty good. But yeah. 
now that yeah i've had a bit more time to sort of digest it i do think three is a fairer score for, for the movie um i enjoyed the action parts i didn't really see where the 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 four horsemen part came in although curiously enough i see that an um in the HK movie database, it says the UK title of this movie is "The Hellfighters of the East." I feel like if I was mm-hmm. if I was thinking of of this as like the Hellfighters of the East instead of like the Four Riders as 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 like a movie title, it would it might have um, been a bit Might've better. I, I, yeah, it's, it's I, I think the title choice mattered a little little bit there. Um, but then again, you know, like Dion was saying, like if you cut out the entire Bible, the very dramatic Bible reading scene, yeah, you know, sort yeah. of like the half transparency uh, um, uh, of Tai just reading from the Bible as as the as the background scene of like um, an ancient battle going on was just overlaid across, like that. That was a very dramatic scene that yeah. actually didn't contribute much at all i'm wondering if it's because at that time um maybe i don't know how many people in in uh in that in in china etc would be aware of what the four horsemen of the apocalypse are so maybe yeah it's one of the things they they read about it yeah and they're like oh this is interesting i could i could include this in the movie kind of thing and you saw and they tried to shoehorn it in just because it sounded cool i mean four horsemen they had four they have four star actors four horsemen i mean that's a great way to build it right so um Maybe I don't know. I, and yeah, you know, obviously we don't we don't really have the context now about you know asking <laughs> the people involved and you know, why did you choose this sort of motif to go for? But um, well, yeah, like I I think three is is a fair score. The action was pretty good. The the camera work for for the large fight scenes was good. Everybody got like a fair share of of the spotlight. Um, um, yeah, it was a fairly straightforward plot. Um, I enjoyed it, and yeah, that's pretty much all there is. Yeah, and I, and I do think that the strength of that, like that scene being good, is kind of what un- undermined that aspect of the like if that like that scene was good, <laughs> and it set you were like ooh, like it sets your expectations mm-hmm. up, and so you want to see it pay something, and so you know. It, um, it's, yeah, it's funny because the title change didn't affect me from the standpoint that that scene was good, but I forgot about it by the end of the movie just because it uh-huh. didn't connect. It's like I, I wasn't wondering which horseman is who or anything. It just kind of slipped right out of my mind after that scene ended. I, so. I, I got really hung up on waiting for motorcycles. Like I was really <laughs> I was really convinced that motorcycles were going to show up and. And I was like, okay, like, how are they going to, how are they going to get the motorcycles? Because I was trying to imagine all the different ways they could get motorcycles. And, and, and I was like, they're really running out of time to get the motorcycles. I was really starting to like, it it was in a way, I feel like I'd have a much fairer analysis on a review because I wouldn't be so (laughs) preoccupied with the motorcycles. Um, I was waiting for horses to come in because for riders, my immediate, immediate thought was for riders on a horse and then they read the passage about the four horsemen so i thought oh they're going to be riding in on horses but there were never any horses in the movie so you know but i have a thought maybe they shouldn't have been likened to the four horsemen but they're the total opposite of the four horsemen maybe because the four horsemen represent all the evil and what's bad in the world and the four riders represent what's good in the world by trying to stop the greed, jealousy, corruption, and all the bad things that were going on in that nightclub. I mean, that's definitely, I mean, that's I, my I think thought. That, that's an, definitely an interesting thought. Um, and I, 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 uh, I, 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 the only thing that makes me hesitate on that, well, again, and maybe, you know, I don't know how much Cheng Che would have known about it. So that's, I think that is actually feasible because he might not have like it because the four horsemen are supposed to be like sent from God. Right. But that might not have been his operating assumption when he made the movie. So, um, so I think that's totally feasible. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I still, I don't know why I just really got hung up on this idea of they're going to be on motorcycles and they're going to be like, and I was really expecting them to look like the four horse. Like I was expecting like a real, interesting visual depiction of them on motorcycles looking like the four horsemen like not necessarily wielding a scythe or anything like that but just some kind of 
dramatic look. Um, but yeah, so so anyways, uh, again, the movie is called The Four Riders. It was 1972. It was directed by Chang Che, and it was co-written by Chang Che and Ni Kuang. So you know, we, you know, it's, it's obviously uh, it's not a pure Ni Kuang movie, but you know, it's a, a Ni Kuang film. Um, and so I don't know any any thoughts before we head out, or are we all I, set? I got one more random thought I'll throw out there as far as why the Bible thing even popped in there is that like I think it's around like Christianity is relatively popular in uh in Korea. So if they were doing yeah. stuff in Korea, maybe he encounters something there. I was like, oh, let me try and work it in, but he never quite fully <laughs> fully worked it in. But yeah, I, no, that's, that's just blind speculation on my part. But I, I mean, it's true. There's, you know, I know I, I've heard that it's very popular in Korea. I've, I've mm -hmm. met a lot of Koreans that are Christian. I met yeah. Catholics and Baptist Koreans. Looking up, as of um, 2010, 29% of the South Korean population is Christian. So, so I mean, that could certainly help explain it. Yeah. But, I don't know why, but you triggered a random thought for me as well, which is like, I wonder what were what were the pieces that played on the the gramophone, the record player um, mm. in the hospital. Oh. One of the one of the pieces was what Ride of the Valkyries. I can't remember. I, I the the name of the song is eluding me, but it's like a very very famous somber classical piece. They played the 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 William Tell overture. I did hear them play that. At some oh yeah. Um, they were playing different pieces on it. Um. But uh, I don't know. It had an interesting effect. Uh, I, I, re I really wish I'd had time to kind of sift through and like re like remember what that uh, that melody was. Um, and if it had any significance to the movie, or, or was it just the case of like, oh, this is an interesting bit of Western media we can insert into the movie? <laughs> kind of thing. We have the four horsemen. May as well get you know four random uh, concertos or whatever and shove them in, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I liked how it, it accented his character. I thought that um, it, it it felt like, uh, uh, I don't know, it kind, of, it kind of gave him this brooding quality that I thought he was supposed to kind of have. Um, and that that later helped make sense when his character was like so distraught over mm -hmm. the death of his, you know, he, his reaction versus Chang, uh, David Chang's reaction were so different, mm -hmm. right? Um, and granted, he was probably more in love, but I don't, and I don't know. They they both seem to be, you know, pretty interested in in the woman that they were involved with. Um, so, so yeah. So why don't we end it there? And uh, uh, until next time, we will talk to you later. <laughs>